Somakosa by Manu Dibango. Yes, uh, that's how we do it on this side of the equator. We get you dancing in the middle of a Wednesday evening. <laughs> I'm sure you enjoyed that song and it brought you some great memories. Um, it's time for us now to look at our environmental conversations. I did tell you that there's been a way that has been found that can turn your urine, yes, yours, um, into solid fertilizer. And I want to know more about this and if it could create sustainable farming. After that, we'll be looking at the news at 11 o'clock with Solegat Kotashe and then Closet Conversations. The number to interact with us on is 011-714-4045, 011-714-2006. You can also SMS 41391 or even WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. A-teamers, remember on social media platforms, we are at SFM Radio at Patricia N. Ndundi. I'd like like to welcome our guest, uh, who is a doctoral candidate for Environmental Engineering Group, Department of Energy and Technology at the Swedish University of Agricultural Sciences. And uh, this is um, Prithva Seema. Thank you very, thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Seema. Hi, thank you for having me at your show. Thank you very much. Now, Dr. Sima, before we go further, I know that you are based in Sweden, and I'd like I'd like you to tell us what your links at the University of uh, Sweden are with South Africa. Uh, I actually visited South Africa a couple of years ago, along with a few of my colleagues. Uh, we have at least 15, 20 years of collaboration with the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Uh, in particular, it's the Pollution Research Group at the university that's led by Professor Chris Buckley. And uh, we've been doing this research over urine recycling for the past 20 years uh, in Sweden as well as in South Africa. So we keep coming to uh, Durban in particular to have this exchange of ideas about how we should recycle urine. And we have a few projects uh, in Durban where we're trying to implement this in practice. Now, in terms of uh, nutrient-rich part of waterways, it, it seems that it's the human urine that has uh, the much-needed nutrient um, when it comes to waterways. Explain this to us and how you have managed to sift through um, water waste and find that it is the urine uh, from humans that brings more nutrients. Uh, so... If you look at the wastewater that comes out of a household, um, out of the total volume, human urine actually makes up only 1% of this volume. But in terms of the nutrients, more than 80% of the nitrogen uh, that we uh, flush out of our house uh, is in the urine fraction, as well as more than half of the potassium, as well as the phosphorus. So the thinking among a lot of experts uh, in wastewater management is that we should separate the urine from the rest of the wastewater so that we capture most of the nutrients that we excrete into this fraction. And then we should treat this fraction separately uh, so that it can be recycled back into agriculture as a fertilizer. And uh, at the Swedish University of Agricultural Sciences, we've developed a process that can do exactly that. What we are doing is we are drying human urine uh, so that we remove all the water that we excrete in the urine so that we are left with just uh, a solid fertilizer 
and this solid fertilizer has a mineral composition very similar to that of synthetic fertilizers that we currently apply in agriculture. So our idea is that by recycling urine, you wouldn't have to use mineral fertilizers anymore. Now, with this process of collecting urine, are there special toilets or special, um, you know, wastewater plants that you would go to um, within any country that you are doing this project in? Uh, so urine uh, urine collection has to happen at the household level itself because the households are generating these different types of wastewater. Conventionally, all these wastewater sources get mixed and sent to a wastewater treatment plant. But to collect urine separately from the rest of the wastewater, one needs a urine diverting toilet. Uh, these toilets have been around for about 30 years now or even longer. And... Uh, conventionally, these toilets have two different bowls. Uh, a front bowl collects the urine and the back bowl collects the feces. But uh, recently, in the past two years, there have been even new modules of these urine diverting toilets where the urine uh, bowl is invisible. It's called a urine trap. So if you look at it, it looks exactly like a normal conventional flush toilet. But at the same time, it still diverts the urine away from the rest of the uh, toilet wastewater. So one could easily collect urine separate from the rest of the wastewater. So this would mean new infrastructure for households in uh, municipalities that have uh, bought into the idea. I heard you mention the fact that Etigun municipality is one of the districts that you are dealing with in terms of partnership. Have they bought into the idea of getting a household toilets that are able to separate urine for, from feces for the sake of this particular uh, research that you have found? Uh, I mean, in the city of Durban, I think there are more than 100,000 urine diverting toilets. And here in Western Europe, there are large-scale pilot uh, projects going on where uh, source separation, which is separating the wastewater into different fractions at the household has been going on at a larger scale. So in terms of uh, size, I think about 3,000 inhabitants. So new pilot projects and new areas where source separation is being implemented is being growing here in Netherlands, in Germany, in Sweden. In fact, in Sweden, uh, in a city called Malmo, we are retrofitting uh, an a entire building with urine diverting toilet and demonstrating it to the municipality, which is also a partner in our project, that it is possible to do it. And the interest is quite large because cities are growing, but centralized wastewater treatment plant sizes remain the same. So if you want to have new neighborhoods, you have to deal with the additional wastewater that is being generated. So one could dry urine, keep away the nutrients from entering current treatment plants so that you don't have to invest into new infrastructure. Talk to me about COVID-19 and uh, this uh, urine um, research because we are aware that even as you pass um, feces and urine and your droplets, there is um, COVID-19 traces there. So if in the household you've got um, members who've got COVID-19, would that mean that the urine that you will then extract um, will also have traces of uh, COVID-19. So if you excrete it in the urine, it would end up in the in the product that we produce. 
but the whole process has been designed in order to ensure that viruses and bacteria is inactivated in less than two days. So by drying urine, you would have a product that is safe enough to handle, safe enough to apply without risks of viruses or bacteria. That's uh, very comforting. Now I'd like us to talk about how <laughs> this fertilizer would be able to assist in uh, creating sustainable farming. Uh, our overall vision is that if a farmer goes to a store to buy fertilizers, he or she should have two choices. One is the choice of buying the normal synthetic fertilizer that is manufactured by spending huge amounts of energy and non-renewable resources. And the other choice is buying recycled urine, which is also a dry fertilizer, which also has a composition similar to that of a mineral fertilizer. But at the same time, it's not manufactured by fossil fuels or non-renewable resources. What we envision overall is a recycling urine at a scale that makes farming and new uh, agriculture more sustainable. A sustainable agriculture is what we are all looking for, especially because we don't want to um, overburden uh, our planet as it already yeah. is burdened. ATMAS, the number to dial is 011-714-2006. I'd like to hear from you. Would you utilize uh, fertilizer to, to for your flowers, even for your garden, uh, for your farm? <laughs> Would you utilize this particular urine, human urine fertilizer, uh, If since we know now that it is sustainable as opposed to the synthetic types call in 011-714-4045 you can also sms on 41391 sms's are charged at 150 if you'd like to send a whatsapp voice note you can do so on 614 104 107 uh, dr sima here i see that you say there is a circular p economy talk to me about this mm-hmm. p economy it's, it's such a catchy word though yeah. Um, the vision with the circular economy is that everything that we produce, even the waste, has to return back into the society and has to be reused and recycled. And wastewater, strangely, gets left out of this debate of circular economy. And um, the the way we are thinking about uh, agriculture or food systems overall is that we have to make it sustainable by 2050, there will be two more billion people on the planet. So if we want farming to uh, continue feeding our growing population, we cannot keep relying on resources that are going to run out in the few years from now. So urine can be part of this sustainable agriculture movement and recycling fertilizer uh, in the form of urine uh, can make this happen. I see here you talk about the process if one would like to become uh, uh, within the P economy in terms of uh, creating their own fertilizer. Could you talk to us through it? And let's see if South Africans are really keen to start creating uh, their own fertilizer, especially if it's got something to do with making your own money. (laughs) Okay. So the overall process is simple. You have to have a urine diverting toilet or a urinal, um, you have to connect it to a device that we call a urine dryer. This dryer contains an alkaline substance. So as a household, you just go to your toilet, you pee, 
and you have to forget about it. Just about, just like how we flush and forget uh, nutrients in our current toilets, you would do exactly the same thing. But at the end of every month, you will be collecting solid products which have high fertilizer value that farmers would actually want to use on their farms. So the idea is simple. In practice, doing it could be simple. And we don't see any reason why people would not want to do it. In fact, we've been talking to thousands of people all over the world in our research. And we found that food consumers actually would be open to the idea of buying food that has been grown with human urine. People already eat food that is grown with cow urine and cow manure. So why should human urine be any different? Hmm. And when we have talked to farmers also, uh, farmers have always uh, resisted the idea of using liquid urine because it's smelly. But dried urine fertilizer, which is a solid product, uh, it does not smell uh, and has no, uh, the smell is not as bad as liquid urine. And the farmers can apply it with conventional uh, machinery. So overall, um, there is no dramatic change. Uh, it's just a mindset that needs to change. So I can recycle the urine that my family produces, excretes uh, on a monthly basis and make an extra buck in my pocket. I like the sound of that, actually, but I'm not sure if I'm open, you know, if I was a farmer, open to using such or even open to eating food that was created by such. But yeah, it's a new concept and I'm sure we get used to such. Let me go to the lines. Uh, We've got Richard on the line. Good evening, Aitima. How are you doing? Hello, good evening, Pat. How are you? Excellent, thank you. How are you doing? I'm Richard. I'm a farmer here in Elon Sunday, next to Loli, you know. Do you know Loli, Pat? Yes, I do, Richard. Next to Loli, there are farmers there. Yes. Uh, there are plots over there. Yeah. And what and do you farm? There, what do you no, farm, I'm, Richard? I'm worried of the smell, Pat. What What do you farm, Richard? Uh, crops. We do crops, yes. Uh, okay. And, uh, sort of chicken farming. Yeah. So what are you worried about? The odor? The smell of the urine. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, Dr. Seema did mention the fact that dried urine is an, doesn't have that pungent odor. Uh, but let me allow him to, to uh, uh, take that one. Do you have any other question or comment? Um, no, it's all right. I just want to know about this. Man. All right, all right, Richard. Listen on the line. Mm-hmm. Let's allow Dr. Sima. Dr. Sima, okay. Richard is a farmer yeah. in the lolly area, yeah. and he says ah, he's worried about the odor. Yeah. So, uh, in a normal urine collecting system, what happens is urine, over time, it becomes stale. There is a reaction that happens that produces ammonia. And ammonia is the kind of uh, pungent odor that you smell when you go to a public toilet that has not been cleaned for ages. So it's a smell that everyone remembers. It's it's disgusting. But what we do in our process is we stop this reaction that produces ammonia. So by doing that and then by drying the urine and by removing all the water, we are taking care of all the compounds that cause odor from urine so that the dried urine product that we produce uh, the odor is, it smells more like forest soil than uh, stale urine, let's say. Okay, so, the, so we should shouldn't be worried. Have much concern, yeah. Now, in a month, how much fertilizer can we create? Uh, should I want to invest in this particular uh, system? 
since most of the nutrients get excreted in our urine, if we recycle uh, urine from an entire family, we could actually have produced enough fertilizer to meet about 75% of our food demand. So in theory, you could use all your urine to grow all the food that you need. So that's the monetary value that we are trying to tap into. Well, uh, I'm, I'm glad that at least uh, there is some benefit. Can we talk about, for instance, in Guazulu Natal, you've mentioned that there's um, uh, over 100,000 of these toilets that have been um, installed. Who is benefiting yeah. from this kind of project? Uh, it's uh, informal settlements, mainly, that uh, the municipality introduced the program of uh, freely installing urine diverting toilets and also collecting the liquid that was uh, being uh, produced at the site. And, um, yeah, uh, but our vision is that urine recycling has to happen throughout the world. We produce so much of it. If we recycle all the urine that is produced in the world, we could start fertilizing our own crops without having non-renewable uh, fertilizers that we apply. I've got so, a, yeah. Uh, so, so, so the, the the value chain of people who would benefit is across the globe. Here, Ronald yes. Donald Mamboma in Rustenburg says, "Good evening, Patricia and all A teamers. I'm a farmer. Urine itself is ammonia, which is used for top dressing. That's a good move, but there is need for more rain or watering those crops. What's your okay. What's your take on that, uh, Doctor Simon? Um, along with the nitrogen that we excrete, we also excrete salts in urine. So over time, if you do not drain your field uh, by irrigation or by rainfall, these salts can accumulate and then it can cause soil salinity to increase. So it is really important when you apply fertilizers like recycled urine that you have good drainage systems. Let's go and to a, it wouldn't yeah. be yeah it wouldn't be a smart idea to do it in a very arid region with very low rainfall. Mm. So obviously like any other fertilizer you would need enough rainfall or enough water supply. Yes and the the strange thing is uh, the amount of salt that come in with a mineral fertilizer we produce the same amount of salt in our urine. So applying recycled urine is no different than applying a mineral fertilizer. Both actually require good drainage. Let's go to a voice note. Madam Patricia, I'm Nathan from Bombera. Okay, I wanted to contribute something on the point of the urine. My dad has a farm, but he, there are some cows, but he made it sure that he, he built something whereby all the cows, if they are urinating, there is where the urine is collected from. But after some time, we used to correct that urine. We put in some hashes. I don't know the hashes after for some time. Then we used to pour it on the coffee plantation, banana plantation, whatever. My dad was not buying fertilizers. Until now, he's not buying fertilizers. But he, 
used to harvest things in print after using that urine. So for us, we thought maybe it's a joke when we were still younger, but when we grow up, then he used to tell us how it's supposed to be, whatever. But urine is contributing a lot, and also it, it's, it kills some insects within the plantations. Thanks so much, Madam Patricia. Have a nice evening. Bye. Thank you, uh, Mr. Nathan in Mbombela. And uh, it's interesting to know that at least, you know, the cow urine has been in practice in your farming area. Um, Would the same effect uh, be true with urine um, from humans? Uh, sorry, I didn't uh, get the question. So from the comment that Nathan made uh, around yeah. his uh, father's collecting the urine from cows, yeah. would the same effect be true in terms of removing certain insects and pests and also fertilizing at that rate? I'm not aware of uh, any uh, insecticidal properties of urine from humans. No. But obviously the fertilization side, definitely. But the liquid urine, could it also be used um, if someone did not have the, the, the equipment to dry up urine and just use it as a solid form? Uh, you could use liquid urine uh, uh, after, but liquid urine has to be stored for a period of at least a month at a temperature of uh, about 25 degrees because in case we excrete pathogens in it, we need to sanitize it. And uh, drying urine is not that difficult because you could connect it to solar drying and then you wouldn't have to uh, have uh, energy input in order to dry urine. Let's go to another voice note. Hi, good evening. I've been using urine for quite some time this year. It works very well. I used to have grasshoppers, terrible grasshoppers, which eat my lemon trees and uh, some flowers like my roses. And uh, since I started using urine, uh, my urine, my own urine, I live alone, uh, the grasshoppers have disappeared. The reason I was using urine is because I read from internet that urine is good to drive insects away from your plants. So I I use it on my plants, my vegetables as organic uh, insecticide, and they quickly drive even the eggs away. I don't see grasshoppers anymore, but in order to collect it, I, I pee in a bucket and in that bucket, I also pour water, which I used for washing dishes. Certainly that water would not have chemicals. It would only the, be the sunlight dishwashing liquid. And then I'll just pour that water into the bucket. And then I will pee for the whole night and sometimes for the whole day. And then in the morning, I empty the bucket on the tree be it lemon tree uh, or other other trees and vegetables. And all the trees that I use the pea on do not have insects at all. The reason I was doing it is just to drive away insects, but I've learned to the, today that actually it helps to fertilize the trees. So I'll have good lemons, hopefully. Thank you. 
Here's to good lemons, uh, Dr. Sima. Um, this technology or method that our listener is using, is it recommendable? Driving of a grasshoppers? Um, <laughs> uh, my assumption here would be that since your listener is collecting urine overnight, uh, in in urine we excrete nitrogen as urea, which is the world's most commonly used fertilizer. But over time, this urea breaks down to produce ammonia, and I assume it's the ammonia the gas that is uh, driving away insects or uh, grasshoppers in this case. But at the same time, it's providing plants with nutrients, so I'm sure the lemons are good. And the lemons are good. All right, then. Uh, doctor, just as uh, we are about to, to, to um, you know, let you go, perhaps encourage us. How can we make sure that the entire world buys into this idea of utilizing u- human urine for fertilizer? Uh, so more than 30 years of research has gone into this topic of urine recycling. And uh, many of us who've been working on this uh, field, we've grown quite tired of trying to convince people to uh, adopt urine recycling. So what we've decided, a bunch of us, we've come together. uh, It includes entrepreneurs, businessmen, universities, including the municipality. And we've decided that we are not going to wait for anyone uh, any longer. And next year, we will install 1,000 toilets in the city of Durban, along with the support of the municipality. And these toilets will be drying urine on the site and producing fertilizers, which we will give it to farmers free of cost. And we want to lead by example. We want to show to the rest of the world that you can do it. And we are just hoping that this example becomes the spark of a new sanitation revolution. Well, uh, let us know when this project starts so that we can hear from the farmers who have benefited from your fertilizer. Thank you so very much, uh, Dr. Seema, for the research. Do not get tired of educating us until we see it come to fruition. Thank you very much for having me. It's time for us to go to the news with uh, the beautiful Zalega Kodashe. Good evening, Zalega.